procrastination is not what you think it is. Today, I'm sharing where it comes from, why it's important, and how you can start to move past it without forcing yourself to just do it. If that sounds refreshing, then I invite you to keep on listening. Hey, I'm Amanda Jane, and this is where we help ambitious women make progress and use their time for what really matters. Together, we're busting productivity myths and shifting the dialogue to use productivity as a means to a purposeful and meaningful life. Welcome to More Ways. Let's rock. Hey, and welcome to another episode of More Ways. Today, we're talking all about procrastination. And I've personally never heard anyone talk about procrastination in this way before. So I'm really excited to dive in with you. So we're going to be breaking down procrastination because I think once you understand this, you'll see that procrastination can actually be really empowering once you uncover where it comes from and what it really means. The thing I absolutely want to start this episode with is if you're procrastinating on something, I just want you to know that you are not alone. And in fact, I think you're part of a gigantic club of amazing women who are creative and ambitious and have things that they want to be doing more of. So if that's you, you might not be using your time the way you want to. You might not be seeing the growth that you want to be seeing in your business. Or maybe there are things that you say are important to you, but you're not actually following through on. It might be that like you have a a home project and it feels like your home is in chaos, but you just haven't been able to take that next step. Or there's something that you really want to be doing, some kind of hobby or creative expression like painting or interpretive dance. And while it's something you want to do, it's on your schedule, you just keep not doing it. Before we dive in today, I want to start with talking about what procrastination is not, because I think there are some things that get tied into procrastination that we definitely need to separate. So one of the things is that procrastination has nothing to do with being lazy or laziness as a characteristic. It is completely unrelated. Procrastination also has nothing to do with not having the ability to do something or not being able to, to take the action. That Those two things also are not the same. And procrastination is not tied to something being the wrong way or the wrong step to take. I think oftentimes we can think that, oh, well, if, I, if I'm waiting on this or if I'm, if I'm not doing this step, that it probably is the wrong thing for me to do or something about this must be incorrect. And that also is definitely not the case. If anything, the fact that you have reached a place of procrastination means that this action that you're not taking this thing that you want to be doing is 
rubbing against something that makes you feel uncomfortable. This action is somehow pushing you across a line that has kept you safe in the past. Or this action is challenging you to create something new or move towards a future that you've never created before. Nearly everyone I speak to sees procrastination as a problem to be solved. And, well, sure, procrastination and not doing the things you say you're going to do or not following through on what you've put on your schedule means that you're not going to be getting the results you want. And so, yes, procrastination will impact you creating the life that you want. And here's what I want you to consider. Procrastination is a solution that your brain has come up with, and it's exceptionally effective. So what do I mean by that? Well, let's dive into your brain a little bit. Your brain's number one objective is to keep you safe and alive. There are default, hardwired, built-in survival mechanisms that help you survive. And these are critical because if you're not safe and alive, the organism, that's you, ceases to exist. And these default hardwired survival mechanisms are automated. That is, much of these responses happen in your subconscious. That is below your consciousness. Subconscious means that you're not consciously aware of thinking, assessing, determining, deciding. These are systems that are set up and happen without your awareness. And that's really important for your survival because when you're under threat, your body doesn't want your brain wasting precious seconds or resources weighing the pros and cons. And so it automates it and it does it for you. So what does this have to do with procrastination? Well, procrastination is one way that your subconscious can decide to keep you safe and comfortable. And that is delaying taking action because your brain has determined that that is more important than taking the action that you desire. For some reason, not doing the thing that you say you want to do or not spending the time on what you've put on your schedule seems safer. Something about taking this action or seeing the results of doing so is outside of your comfort zone. The action that you want to be taking or the item that's on your list, the thing you want to spend your time doing, your subconscious has assessed it either the action itself or the outcome of it may be somehow uncomfortable, outside your comfort zone, or painful. And this can be in a number of different ways. So it doesn't have to be way outside your comfort zone. This can be anything that's a little bit new, a little bit different, or a change. Anything that maybe is threatening to how you've done things before, or who you've been in the past can bring up this response, whether that be fear or worry or anxiety, 
whether this action might be putting at risk an important relationship in your home or your work, or you might be worried subconsciously about what people will think or what they'll say if you do this or if you do that. In some way, either planning or taking an action on this project or idea is causing you some kind of emotional discomfort. And yes, that can be as simple as making a phone call. You have to wonder, like, really? Is making a phone call feel like a threat to my safety? And while it might not make logical sense to you, that's totally okay because your subconscious isn't logical. It's emotional. One of the ways I like to look at this is by thinking about it as an emotional immune system. So your body has an immune system that is absolutely critical to keeping your body healthy and safe. And this system is focused on your survival, which is awesome. It picks up on foreign invaders like bacteria and viruses that'll make you sick and uncomfortable. And it deals with them oftentimes without your awareness. And the more your immune system comes into contact with, the more antibodies it builds up and that expands the amount that it can handle. So your emotional immune system picks up on invaders that are uncomfortable, like anxiety and fear. And it does its absolute best at keeping those at bay without you ever knowing. One of the solutions it has at its disposal is procrastination. All of the things and experiences that you've done also creates an army of emotional immunity. You have all these memories of these things that you've been able to overcome that no longer pose a threat. And this expands the amount that you can do. Given what's happened in your past, your brain knows that certain things work, but it doesn't know if other things will work. Anything that is outside of the space of your knowing is a concern for your brain. It's a risk because if you've never done it and survived, your brain doesn't know if this is going to be safe for you. And I don't mean necessarily bodily safety. I mean safe in terms of who you are or who you think you are or how you think other people think about you. Your brain's number one objective is to keep all of the pieces of you safe. And your identity is one of those pieces. So procrastination is one of your brain's solutions to a threat of discomfort. Now, I think for many people, they'll say, no, 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 no. There's nothing uncomfortable or painful about this. I'm just procrastinating. Or I'll have people to say, but this is something I want to do. I just can't make myself do it. What's wrong with me? And the problem is that you have different levels of awareness. So on the one hand, you can absolutely want to be doing something and you're aware of that desire to do something new or to take this action that you've put on your calendar for months at a time, while at the same time, there are hidden things, things that you're unaware of that are creating the discomfort and the unease. 
and therefore creating the procrastination you're experiencing. So let me give you an example. You can absolutely want to, oh, I don't know, start a podcast. In fact, you can put the actions on your calendar and have the um, mic set up and yet the time comes and goes and weeks later, you still haven't pressed that record button. Oh, I don't know anybody like that. (laughs) Well, it turns out that you or someone you know could actually be worried about what somebody's gonna think when they put a new idea out there. There might be a person who thinks that this is ridiculous. It's not really a surprise at all why this person hasn't pressed record to be able to record their podcast episode. It's not a surprise at all why this task hasn't been completed. All of the actions that you take, all of them, including the actions you're taking when you're procrastinating, are rooted in emotion. Procrastination is an action, by the way. You're doing something by doing nothing, or at least not what you say you want to be doing. There is an action there. So perhaps instead of calling that client, you might be planning your social media posts instead. Or instead of having that hard conversation with your partner, you might go grocery shopping. There's an action you're taking instead. It's just not the action towards the result that would actually get you what you want. Any action you're taking has a root emotion that is supporting it. And when you're procrastinating, your brain believes that the action you're taking instead is more beneficial to you than taking the action that you really want to do. There's something a little bit painful or more uncomfortable about taking this action than not. Here's how I know this is true. I know that there are many things that you want to do and you do them without procrastinating. There are many things that will come up in your day and in your week that you don't think twice about. You just go ahead and do them. And some of those things you might debate or have to urge yourself to do, but you go ahead and do them. And yet still other things could come up and nothing could keep you from doing them. For me, if there was an emergency in my family, wild horses couldn't keep me from attending to and being there and doing whatever I could to help my family. There is nothing that could make me delay, let alone procrastinate. And I'll bet there are things in your life that if something came up, nothing would keep you from it. And here's why. Because the consequences of not doing it are more painful than the consequences of procrastinating. A lot of people won't move past their procrastination. There will always be things that they want to do and don't do them. And for that, my heart breaks. I can't stand dreams, deep, soul-driven dreams that won't become a reality or don't become part of a person's life or part of a person's legacy because of fear, discomfort, and uncomfortable emotions. 
because I know that these women are powerful and resourceful and incredible. And whatever it is that's bringing up this emotion that is creating this discomfort that they've been able to move past these feelings before and they can move through these too. And there is no reason why these heart driven dreams can't blossom into their lives. How do we start to move past procrastination? Now, I know there are those out there uh, who have told you to feel the fear and do it anyways. Uh, Just do it. That's the great old Nike slogan, right? And I think in some cases, you can identify that procrastination is not serving you and simply pull up your socks, kick yourself in the ass and do the thing you said you're going to do. Maybe take a deep breath or count to five or tell yourself you only need to spend three minutes doing it. Kind of whatever it takes to get you to take that action. So yes, I think there are those times. And I think that as an adult in life, there are things that you have been able to buck up and get past using that kind of advice. I have no doubt that you have the resourcefulness and the autonomy to be able to swiftly and expediently work through many of those things. And I think there for those other times when that strategy hasn't worked, when you've continued to put things off, especially things that you know will benefit you and your family and your future, and what worked isn't anymore, it's time for some new strategies. Part of moving past procrastination is becoming aware of and unearthing the pain or the uncomfortable emotion that is being created. So having some emotional intelligence to be able to identify that emotion and become aware of it. So one of the questions you can ask is, what kind of emotion am I experiencing when I think about taking this action or when I think about what kind of result I might create from this action? And part of that is being really honest with yourself, uncovering what is creating this uncomfortable emotion. What is this action or potential outcome? What is it threatening? Once you know that procrastination is an emotional immune response, and you've been able to identify what your brain has identified as a threat, you can now go in and kind of adjust your immune response. So just like your body's immunity, sometimes it identifies threats that aren't actually there and it ends up doing more harm than good. And in this case, we need to suppress that immunity. Now, I'm not suggesting that you suppress your emotions. No, 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 no. This is actually more like retraining your emotional response to not identify this action as a threat. And there are several ways that you can do this. Today, I'm going to share two of them with you. The first one is to brainstorm any action that you've taken in another context that you've been able to survive and in some way you can relate it back to this action. So for example, if I've been procrastinating on recording a 
podcast episode. And I've identified that sharing some new ideas, it feels like a threat to me. So I can identify one of the places that I've shared ideas before is in my writing. And I can identify that one of the results of that has been that people are quite keen to hear new ways of looking at things. So that can just tune down a little of that concern. A little bit of the fear starts to whittle away. I can start to see how sharing my ideas in one context has not produced a a a horrible result. And so I can start to apply that same idea to this context. So brainstorming any action uh, that you've been able to survive in the past and relating it to this new upcoming action. The other way is do a mini experiment. So if there is an action like taking a multi-day overnight backpacking excursion, and that feels like that could be a very big threat, one of the minor mini um, experiments that you can start to build is to try it out in the backyard as like just a test, just to test out this one little aspect of it. Once you know that that is, that has been, you know, kind of okayed, you've built your immunity at that level. Now, maybe you want to take, you know, your car and you're going to camp, solo camp right beside your car for the night. And once you kind of have built up that level of immunity, that level of safety and security, knowing like, oh, well, now I can do this. Now maybe the next is that you hike away from your car, spend the night and hike back the the following night. Um, You know, so just building up that kind of immune response, building up that ability to know what what truly is safe rather than taking off, taking a huge bite of something brand, brand new. So that's another way of being able to start to retrain your response to what has been perceived as a threat in the past. So one of the things you have to know is that until you're prepared to do something different, until the pain of procrastinating outweighs the discomfort of taking this action, it is very likely that you will continue procrastinating. There needs to be something that changes the scale so that the desire to act outweighs the need to avoid this discomfort. The pressure of not taking action has to get tight so that the only way to expand is to move through that discomfort. Today, I hope that I've been able to help you shed some light on where procrastination can really be coming from. And I hope it has illuminated the fact that procrastination, while it might not be giving you the result you want, it is a solution that your brain has offered to a problem. And the problem is that there is an emotional threat So I hope that you've been able to become open to what is now needed to be able to effectively start to move past that procrastination and toward the future that you really want. If you're interested in finding out more and uncovering what may be leading you to procrastinate, I invite you to check out the show notes and learn more at amandajane.ca. Thank you so much for joining me this week. If you like today's episode, I invite you to head on over to Apple Podcasts 
and leave a rating and a review. This lets Apple know that great listeners like you enjoyed the show and it helps get the message out to more listeners. So your review really does make a difference. Thanks again for joining me, Amanda Jane, in this episode of More Ways. Until next time, rock on.